Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Well, welcome to The Sages Among Us, everyone. I'm Brian Buckley, your host for tonight, and today we're going to get the personal story of a citizen leader who's deeply engaged in making our community a better place. You know, while some civic engagements are a very part-time thing, you know, for example, hosting The Sages Among Us, my guest tonight is civically engaged on a very full-time basis. Currently, Estelle Barber is the business manager for Animal Place, who, in her spare time, also volunteers as a board member or helper for a number of other organizations. Amazingly, over the years, she has volunteered or worked for an unbelievable total of 14 nonprofit organizations here in Nevada County, including the Nevada County Land Trust, Sierra Nevada Children's Services, Music in the Mountains, Neighborhood Center for the Arts, World Fest, Nevada City Chamber of Commerce, KVMR's Celtic Festival, the Nevada County Composers Cooperative, and many more. Um, Estelle, let me catch my breath and welcome you to the Sages Among Us. Thank you, Brian. Well, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you uh, have you here, and uh, obviously you're, you're really very busy. So uh, I'm thinking there's so many different directions we can go uh, in this uh, in our conversation. But but let's start our interview as though we are in the stereotypical psychotherapy session and go back to your childhood. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so tell us, tell us where you uh, grew up and, and what kinds of things have stayed with you from your childhood. I grew up in North Carolina in a small town, Mount Airy, and some people might recognize it as Mayberry uh, because Andy Griffith is from there, mm. and he kind of sort of uh, based his show on some of the local people. And then... <laughs> moved out here to California in 1980. And I think moving out here was totally awesome. Um, Mount Airy, small town, southern town. California is just so much different. And uh, that was really a turning point in where I wanted to be. Even though Nevada City is a small town, it was entirely different and much more accepting and enjoyable. So uh, what kinds of things do you remember from that uh, time you spent as a young person in Mount Airy? <laughs> well, it was a small town. It was a uh, factory town, and textiles were uh, the uh, prominent um, production. Socks, uh, knitwear. My father owned a factory. My grandfather owned a factory, and a lot of the people worked in the factory, so that was the only um, place people could work other than the schools and the hospitals. Okay. So it was uh, quite small. Was it uh, larger or smaller than Nevada City? It's about seven thousand people. Okay, a little bit, a little bit larger. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, you know, you've been involved in the nonprofit world for years, and I suppose you know the extent of your involvement might even qualify as an addiction. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> was was civic engagement something that was modeled for you in your growing up years, or is this something that you pretty much you know, self-styled for yourself? Well, my father was a Boy Scout leader for 25 years, and my parents very social. Uh, they had parties and went to parties, and we went camping with people and out and about quite a bit. 
So I think that, uh, yeah, it was kind of a little bit of a DNA from my father being a Boy Scout leader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did he, uh, you know, work or volunteer for 14 nonprofits? <laughs> or did he focus his attention on the Boy Scouts? <laughs> well, he just did the one, but, you know, I wanted to outdo him. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so. Good job. <laughs> I, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you said, I think it was uh, 1980 when you first came to Nevada County. Tell us that story and, and what actually brought you to Nevada County. That's a long way away from Mount Airy or wherever it was <laughs> immediately. Mount Airy, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, came out here, um, just kind of, let's see if it works thing, and ended up staying and um, raising a family. Mm-hmm. Well, what what was it? that brought you specifically to Nevada County as opposed to just out somewhere and let's see if it works. Oh, well, we came out and we went to L.A. and we went to San Francisco and then we came up to Grass Valley. And for me, it was a little overwhelming to try to move to L.A. or try to move uh, even to San Francisco. And uh, we had friends in all these and in Grass Valley. So we had friends there, L.A. and San Francisco area. So agreed that uh, given that we didn't have a whole lot of money and it would be a lot more um, reasonable to live here where it was a little cheaper and so you, so you did investigate several places in mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. Um, and this one resonated with you a little bit more. Um, I'm sure not just economically, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really similar to where I grew up. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And am I correct in understanding you didn't have a job? Neither <laughs> neither one of you had a job when you first arrived. No, okay. No, we didn't. You know, we saved a lot of money. We drove out in a Volkswagen camped on the way yeah so no we did not but started uh, applying for jobs and got the ball rolling what was what was your first job in nevada county i worked for a law firm okay yeah i was doing the bookkeeping for a law firm okay okay so that's one thing that wasn't a nonprofit then. <laughs> right. okay. we found one yeah that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so um you know, uh, since you've arrived here, you've volunteered and worked for so many nonprofit organizations over so many years. What's your perspective on the role of nonprofits in the community? You know, besides, I know for a number of them, you you were working and there was a paycheck, but um, obviously there's there's more. Nonprofits, uh, you have to wear many hats when you work for a nonprofit. Um, you um, can't just go by your job description and say that's all I'm going to do. So that's what kind of makes it fun. I mean, you have to pick up the slack. Uh, currently, I'm working at Animal Place, and we go out, we clean barns, and we feed baby calves bottles, and we make runs to the post office, and we make runs to pick up produce. So we all pitch in. Yeah, this and, is what the business manager does. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, all I, all the nonprofits I've been involved with—that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you all pitch in because uh, a lot of times they're understaffed. Mm-hmm. So you really like the variety uh, of of tasks and 
you, the, the uh, lack of opportunity to get bored. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I don't want to be labeled uh, with some sort of uh, right. <laughs> medical term, but <laughs> yeah, it is uh, kind of the way I, I enjoy to um, operate. And what do you get anything you know other else out of it other than that kind of stimulation? Uh, the hard work, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the hard work they do and, and uh, trying to raise the funds to keep going mm-hmm. and trying to be creative in their fundraising. And there's a small area, it's a small community, so a lot of people here are asking the same people over and over for money. And so um, it's a huge challenge for nonprofits, mm-hmm. and I think that's where volunteers come in um, mm-hmm. Right. So I'm hearing that, you know, uh, you also enjoy the creativity of it. You're forced to be creative, I think, in in your role. Yeah. Yeah. No, you never stick to your job description, like I said earlier. Right. And what about, uh, again, uh, we we haven't really touched on on this too much. Um, Do you, having been in so many different nonprofits, what's your your take on, on the role of a nonprofit? in a community? Um, can you have too many, uh, too few? Um, what do they do in a community, so to speak? Oh, it seems like there's a lot here, and they have different purposes, and they serve different people and animals and arts, and uh, I find that's amazing. I mean, I try to get involved with each each kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and help out events and, fun, you know, Celtic Festival, mm-hmm. help out there. It's a, it's a great time. Help at the gates and yeah, and get to see what the different ones do and how they uh, function. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you mentioned you, you started in a law firm. Do you recall what the first nonprofit you worked or volunteered for was? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think it was uh, just some fundraiser that somebody asked me if I wanted to help out. And I think that that's how I ended up helping at the Celtic Festival, which I've done for 13, 14 years, mm-hmm. was um, just in a conversation with somebody. And then they say, you know, why don't you come volunteer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I recall... Uh you know, being one of the volunteers that you were coordinating, tough job, I'm sure, uh, when uh, when you brought me on. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a great time. Uh, 7,000 people come through the gates of the Celtic Festival, and they're all in a good mood. And you joke around with them and laugh and have a good time. And all ages help out. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you came here and... In 1980, and you ended up raising a family here, didn't you? Yes. And yes. Yeah. So uh, three, three kids, and uh, all all grown now. Is that correct? Yes, three boys. Okay. And did you end up? Did you find yourself uh, getting involved with nonprofits through your? You know, through your family, through your children. Yes, um, just like a lot of parents, they'll go into the schools and help with the 
the classroom or any sort of activity they're doing. But uh, my youngest son, uh, Max, was on the bike team at NU, and uh, that was amazing. And we went, um, traveled through Northern California and went to bike races, and it did a lot for him physically. He lost some weight and learned how to eat and also obviously got some exercise. So I continued on with my friend uh, Jet Lowe, who formed uh, the Youth Bicyclist of Nevada County. Wybonk. Wybonk. And yeah. that organization or foundation supports uh, the high school team. And by doing that, uh, puts on races uh, every summer. Um, they call them the Dirt Classic. And mountain bikers come from all over and participate in the races. And that raises money for the high school team and keeps Wybonk going. And I all would get up at 5.30 in the morning and drive <laughs> up to the uh, race uh, venue and sign all these bikers in. And then they'd take off in their different categories of race. It was very exciting. And you still do that? Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, there are so many kids coming through the high school, and there are so many parents that need to be involved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these high school kids race in these races, these dirt classics. So these parents coming up need to go ahead and get involved. And so I pass the torch. Graciously stepping aside. Yeah, who wants to get up at 6 in the morning? <laughs> You're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking today with Estelle Barber, bookkeeper and business manager at Animal Place, who has been an employee, board member, or volunteer in at least 14 other nonprofit organizations. Welcome back to The Sages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking tonight with Estelle Barber, who is or has been actively involved with over a dozen Nevada County nonprofit organizations, including current work with Animal Place and as, an, as a board member at the Nevada County Composers Cooperative, Wybonk, and the Nevada Theater Board as well. So, you know, when The Sages Among Us, uh, when the book by that title is published, one of the facts noted is, was that there were many people volunteering for nonprofits in this area, but it was also noted that volunteers were disproportionately made up of uh, retirees, which makes a certain amount of sense, obviously. Many younger people also volunteered, but tended to be more selective and restrictive about their volunteer commitments, mostly because of work and family. As someone who is very much in the working world, how do you approach your volunteering? Well, because I'm still working, um, I tend to volunteer mostly on weekends or evenings, and of course I have my board meetings, and so that's um, an excusable uh, thing from work to go ahead and go to the board meetings. But yeah, it makes it difficult, but I enjoy it. Uh, the type of activities that I like to, or events I like to volunteer for, or upbeat and fun. Um, there's all there's a whole range of different kinds of volunteering, and that's where I choose to be, where mm -hmm. it's fun, some sort of event, obviously like the Celtic Festival and um, summer nights where there's mm -hmm. people involved mm -hmm. and uh, that I can accommodate my schedule. Well, you know, that, that uh, volunteering for events sounds, uh, you know, perfectly natural and, and logical. 
um, when you're looking for uh, for fun. What about board meetings? Are they ever fun? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the composers board meeting is um, is fun because you're on the board with us, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, it's board meetings. They range. I mean, I like the boards I'm on are small. They're efficient. Uh, they take care of business and also they have some good laughs and usually uh, end in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the organizations and causes to which you've given your time and talent. Um, tell us about Animal Place. Animal Place was founded in 1989 in Vacaville, moved up to Grass Valley, uh, off McCourtney Road, 600 acres. There's um, 350 animals there, chickens, goats, turkeys, pigs, a couple of donkeys, and uh, they're rescues or neglected or abused animals, and they come to Animal Place and live their life out there. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, does the organization host many field trips or experiences for people to interact with any of these animals? Yes. Um, now that COVID is eased up a little bit, we're open um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 4 for um, self-guided tours. You can also sign up for a private tour via our website, um, animalplace.org. Okay. Might a private tour be led by you? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the calculator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I thought, you know, you're feeding goats sometimes, too. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean. <laughs> okay. What about, um, I know you're on the board for the Nevada Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, tell us about that. Uh, the Nevada Theater Commission is in charge of the building. Uh, we rent it to the theater groups, so mm-hmm. we don't really have anything to do with the productions or even the money that the theater, uh, the ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And so we rent it out to the theater groups, and I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that. We have a Sunday night series. We do the Circle um, Film Festival, the Nevada City Film Festival, and then a lot of one-night um events that people just come in for so yeah it's just stewards of the building and was the commission responsible for the beautiful mural that went in recently the mural isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. uh yeah if you haven't seen it it's uh amazing uh that was funded uh by a private party Okay. And because of COVID, we were closed, and so the opportunity was there to have them come in and uh, put the scaffolding up and smooth out all the walls and do these amazing murals. And I think it took a year and a half, but like I said, we were closed anyway for mm-hmm. COVID. So. And, and that effort required the blessing of the commission, I'm sure. Oh. Yes, it yeah. definitely got yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, now you you mentioned the Nevada County Composers Cooperative. That's that's a different organization, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> tell us more about that. Uh, yeah, um, it was formed in the late '90s, and uh, I joined around 2003, and I got them their nonprofit status. 
and they've been putting on concerts for all these years. And after, uh, the, again, the COVID, we're making a kind of a resurgence. We're, we're trying to come back, um, and it's been great fun. And again, that's another volunteer uh, opportunity for me. I like to be there when the people come in, sell tickets, and um, serve goodies at the end of the uh, events. All right. Basically, make it as much of a party as possible. Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, there aren't many people involved more than you in in the nonprofit world and helping with events and all that. Um, how would you suggest other people get involved, find their passions? Uh, you know, are there any... Even, for example, are there any volunteer needs at any organizations you work for? Or do you have any general advice for folks? Yeah, well, Animal Place is always ready to take volunteers. We like to have people come out and help with events and help with barn cleaning and help with socializing. The animals need to be around people and uh, used to people, especially in the, for veterinary needs, so they're comfortable around people. And... I, the Grass Valley and Nevada City Chamber has a huge list of organizations, uh, nonprofits that need volunteers. So I think there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, as you look back over, you know, the variety of experiences you've had uh, helping or working for different organizations around Nevada County, is there anything you look back on that you're especially proud of or pleased with yeah i mean it's 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 the good times you know it's the fun that we have uh, with people coming in the gate at the celtic festival people making up excuses of how they could get in free <laughs> and uh try. You, you, you have a real good one? Oh yeah uh, uh one woman came in i can't remember what year year it was um but whoever was performing she had an album that they had made and it was a raggedy old album i don't even know it was hers and uh, she thought that would get her in the gate (laughs) (laughs) so uh, fortunately some people will come and they don't need their ticket and so they'll give it to me and they'll say you know give it to somebody who needs it Mm -hmm. so i gave this woman uh a ticket uh did she give you the album? No, <laughs> but she did. She came back the next day and brought me a crystal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so she was very appreciative. <laughs> but the album trick does not work. Okay. Yeah. That's a good thing for our listeners yeah. to know, isn't it? <laughs> okay. What about, um, you know, as you uh, have had, again, all, all these different experiences, any other great stories from... Uh, from past events or organizations that are, you know, you can tell over the radio at least. <laughs> no, I just, um, usually they're just fun. A lot of them that I work with will have silent auctions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so people will, um, um, you know, the silent auction where you sign the sheet of paper. And 
and then it comes into when they want to pay so it gets a little bogged down you know mm-hmm. people want to pay they want to go home and so then there's a little bit of uh, working the line and trying to keep them patient because they're ready to go home they're you know it's late and they want to pay for their item but um, for the most part it's pretty positive I mean uh, people that come to events are there to have a good time mm-hmm. and so so it's uplifting to it be is. a part of it. Right? It is, yeah, because, okay. you know, I'm a, I like to joke around with people and banter, mm-hmm. and so they're already in a good mood. And Right, right. You know, uh, almost the opposite of the question that I was asking before, um, is there anything, as you look, look back on all that experience, that you might do differently or perhaps wish that an organization or somebody else did differently along the way? Any... Anything that, you know, particularly for you, you, you say, hmm, you know, we could have done that and it would have been better. Yeah, I have actually volunteered a couple of times and you arrive on the scene and you say, I'm here to volunteer. And then finally they find somebody that'll tell you what they need you to do. And um, then they just tell you what to do and then they don't thank you. You know, and I think that for us, when volunteers come out, you know, we thank them profusely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of organizations have, you know, volunteer appreciation events. And um, so for me, that's really key in wanting to come back mm-hmm. and volunteer again is being mm-hmm. appreciated because if um, I get dismissed or ignored, or there's like 30 people there doing a job that two people can do. You know, the the lack of organization is frustrating, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'll just pass next time. Right, yeah. right. So if you had one piece of advice for our listeners to enjoy a community event or get involved in something, uh, what would be, for example, your favorite <laughs> community <laughs> event to, to get involved with well anything i think a lot of people like to come to the musical festivals mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. more than just music right and uh, uh, world fest is another one of the things that you have yes. volunteered for correct yes and uh you know there's the vendors there's the food and so and if you volunteer then you're you get in free you're mm-hmm. there and you don't have to pay because these things can be pricey mm-hmm. which is another issue at the gate right. <laughs> So it's a great thing to do if you're budget-minded, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's the same with arts organizations. If you help usher or, uh, you know, help at the bar or whatever, mm-hmm. you get to see the concert or the play mm-hmm. for free. You know, I was talking to you earlier. We don't have a lot of time left. Uh, just one more question for you. And, you know, you, you had said that when you arrived at Nevada County, um, it felt a lot like the place you wanted to to make home and there were differences between it and the area where you grew up how would you describe that those differences and what is it that we really should work hard to hold on to here in Nevada County well I grew up in the south so obviously the culture is different uh, I felt like here the community it was just more open and accepting there weren't any class divisions, so to speak. Um, there wasn't the country club uh, 
set. And so, yeah, it was much more enjoyable to be here and relaxing and pleasant. All right. Well, Stella, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your clearly busy schedule and being with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. The purpose of this program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of their community, discover how others are making a positive difference, and how you, too, can be part of that in this region by tuning in to The Sages Among Us on Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Next week's show will feature host Lori Burkhart-Frank interviewing climate and community resilience consultant Jan Mace. I'm Brian Beckley, and you've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. Many thanks to Keith Porter for doing a fantastic job as our engineer, and to my guest, Estelle Barber, for taking time to share her story with us tonight. Finally, thanks for joining us this past half hour, half hour, and thank you for everything you do to make your part of the world a little bit better.